Hello, welcome to another episode of Unpacking Neuroqueerness. Today I wanted to talk about something really important that I feel like still needs to be discussed because not enough people have proper knowledge and understanding of this. And that is how to properly support an autistic person after a meltdown. Now, I've done an episode on meltdowns before, that's episode 8, and I might have, and this is one of my very early episodes, so I might have touched on it briefly on a kind of a surface level on what meltdowns are and how, how to address them and such, but I'm gonna, now that we're at episode 86, I'm gonna dive much deeper into um, how you, uh, how to actually best support autistic people during meltdowns, be it an autistic child or an autistic adult. Because let's remember, autism is something that, it's a neurotype. So it, it, it's with you your whole life. It's not like some kind of, um, you know, condition that's only with you in childhood. It, it carries on through life. And autistic adults can have meltdowns as well. Anyways, let's get to it. Um... So the first thing we need to acknowledge with a meltdown is that there's a support need that's not being met and that's causing the meltdown. The meltdown is essentially a fire alarm going off because there is a fire and the fire needs to be put out in order for the alarm to stop um, going off. Now... A lot of times that that fire isn't addressed the the people resort to you know just just um focusing on the behavior of what was done during the meltdown and that's not helping because that's basically forcing the alarm to be silenced you're you're like you're yelling at the alarm and you're trying to silence the alarm while you're not putting out the fire. Um, and it just does no good to anyone, especially to the person that is having the meltdown, that in that moment, what we autistic people need when we're having meltdowns, when we need the most is your support and understanding in that moment. The very first thing, the very first thing you should do after a person has a meltdown is to give them space until they're ready to talk because they might not even be ready to talk yet at that point. They might be so overwhelmed and overstimulated still by whatever led to the meltdown and then the exhaustion of having the meltdown. Then, so they, they might not even, they might be what we call nonverbal. They might not be ready to talk yet. And so then, once they're ready to talk, or if they have indicated to you through whatever form of communication that they are open to talking, um, they feel comfortable enough communicating with you, um, then the need, that's where you... you get them to communicate the need, get them to communicate what caused the meltdown and why, and let's talk about like what led to that and understand like what actually happened instead of just reprimanding the 
behavior, which is really a communication. It was something the autistic person is trying to communicate a support need that's being unmet. Um, <clears throat> and so once that has been communicated and understood, then, then whatever happened during the meltdown um, can be talked about. And if there's anything to learn from, then that can be learned from. But what we need to understand is we do, we can, it does not help. In fact, it makes it worse to punish the person um, before actually addressing what caused them to have the meltdown and because they need to feel heard and supported. Another really bad thing that you that you really shouldn't do with an never do this to an autistic person after having a meltdown other than punishing them is ignoring them. Please, please, please never ignore an autistic person after they have a meltdown and they're trying to communicate with you. Do not do that. Because that is honestly in my opinion an ableist microaggression because you are expecting them to conform to your norms and you're upset because they behaved in a way that you know might they might have you know said things that aren't cool they might have you know done things that aren't great but like you're not understanding that that was a reaction that their brain had that they don't necessarily have control on and trust me a lot of us we do want to learn from our meltdowns but first we have to make sure that you hear us and you understand us and you know why we're upset and then we can talk about what we can learn anyways that's what i have to say today about how to better support autistic people during meltdowns um, I know I owe you all more guest episodes, and I promise I have some really good ones coming up, including one major guest, um, another podcaster, uh, well-known podcaster is coming on next week, and then I have um, a couple more people lined up as well, so it should be um, a good stretch. I hope you stay tuned. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. hope you were able to get a lot out of it. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.